0: Welcome back friends to a new episode of Watch Closely. It's a weekly show where we take a closer look at movies, television, all those fun things. And uh I just want to say thank you for joining us. I'm your I'm one of your hosts, Jason. You can just call me Jason. And uh joining me is this is this is really the star of the show right here. I just want to let you know this is a man who knows. We do not remember the days. We remember the moments. Ernie, how are you doing, bro?
1: Hello, hello. Uh, I was trying to say what you wanted me to say, but I forgot. <laughs> you wanted me to say hello, my little side of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really thinking about it right now, so. I, I, hello, I know, hello. It's your, it's your
0: signature, bro. It's your signature. I
1: got it. uh, dude, uh, how are you, dude?
0: I'm good, bro. Thank, happy Friday. We're recording this on a Friday, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the weekend. I'm excited to be not working. Uh, It's a long week, but how about you?
1: I'm doing well, man. Dude, it's real chilling, dude. Uh, we, I mean, I think for the past like two weeks, which is funny because we actually didn't mention this either, but I uh, will get into it. For the past two weeks, or I guess this whole month, August is just full of birthdays. And uh, we actually never mentioned it was your birthday when we last uh, ended up speaking, which was the last episode. So happy birthday, dude. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And then, uh, so it's like our mother-in-law, yours. Our brother-in-law, my brother, a couple of friends of mine, and then my mother's, and it's just like so many people, bro. And yeah. so our week uh, from the beginning of August to like right now, we've just been busy every like all like weekend or like almost what like you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday like that. It's been kind of a little busy, but it's it, it's cool. It's just a lot at some it's, um, it, yeah, it's a lot for the he, month. Yeah,
0: on my side too, I have my grandma. Like, uh, there's a bunch of birthdays like. Like it, I just call it the gauntlet, really. Like this is just the gauntlet. You just gotta get through it. You gotta make sure you know everyone gets a gets a a, a shining moment. And like, it's a lot. It's a lot. I that's why I kind of wish like I, I I could like move my birthday to like a different day. It seems like everybody was having uh, fun times at Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> it Seems like basically. Just, I
1: I, I think yeah, I think everyone has to. Well, it sucks because. I know how you feel, but I don't really celebrate my birthday with anyone. But I celebrate it with Juneteenth, and and it's a gay pride month or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: then there's uh, and then there's Father's Day. Usually, sometimes it lands on my birthday, on the nineteenth, and uh, so it's like I get mixed with everything. It's the kind of I was like, man, dang, like I, I would like my birthday to just be my thing, but I guess selfishly, that's just me being selfish. Next year though, dude, I'm hiring a taco man, dude. And we're going to have a little party at my house. You're invited, of course, and we'll we're going to dude, I'm just going to drink, eat, swim, be married, dude. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited for that for next year. Yeah. Dude, tacos are are dude, I that's a good plan, dude. Anything
0: involving tacos, I'm down, bro. I love tacos. Um but yeah, dude, like speaking of movies and uh, movie news, I know we got a lot of like topics to cover today. Um, some good stuff. I think a lot of stuff that we love talking about, like the the streaming wars and stuff. So it'll be fun. Um, but just off the bat, dude, besides One Piece, because <laughs> you're always watching One Piece. Any, uh, any other things that you're watching? I mean, we could talk about One Piece.
1: No, no, no. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I'm still watching One Piece. I'm like, I'm like almost getting to like, 450 or something like that but uh we won't talk about that i actually did start watching something different because i'm like i gotta get some content out here like i don't want to always talk about one piece it just doesn't seem like everyone is watching one piece uh i know they have new episodes and people are like all talking crazy about it but i'm watching twisted metal right now uh through peacock i'm peacocking and uh it is a really fun show dude i really like it i think anthony anthony mackie is really awesome in it um, there's a few other actors that are pretty good and I, I don't know all their names off the top of my head, but it, it's a pretty cool story. I think like the character of Sweet Tooth, I was a little bit nervous because I was like, man, how, how are they going to pull this character off? Cause he's so one dimensional in the games usually, you know what I mean? And I know obviously they're going to change it up. It's not exactly like the game, but, uh, the character is really cool. Like there's a particular episode when you finally meet Sweet Tooth and I, I, I passed that already, but I was like, man, this is really good. And it's and they do a really good job of the voice acting and the body. Because it's two different people. It's like, you know, the body is a wrestler. I forgot his name right now. I think it's Samoa Joe, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. Oh, okay. And and then the voice actor is the guy who does Batman's Lego voice, which I don't remember his name. He plays Job in uh in arrested development. But he's like a... he's oh. like uh I forgot his name on the top of my head. But yeah, so he does the voice for uh for or Sweet Tooth, and and then he's just, you know, the rest is just the guy. His name is Will Arnett. There um, you go. Yeah, I was trying to remember it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guy. know. Same. I had to look it up real quick. I'm not going to lie. You to. also did yes, Lego uh, Batman. Mm-hmm, that's the one I was saying. Yeah, he did the voice of Batman. Uh, but, yeah, so I was watching that. Dude, really neat. I, and I, and actually, I don't know if I should, dude. I was gonna say I should recommend this to you, but every time I recommend something to you guys, you're like, you know what? <laughs> I don't like it. No, I, I, nah, I, I nah. recommend. I recommend this one, uh, Jason. I think you're. I think you're gonna like it. It's really fun, and it has a really cool little story, and you're gonna like the little the characters because it's funny. It is a little gruesome at points, though. That it does get a little bloody, but not like crazy, like Saw or like uh, Hostels style. Right. But I think you guys will like it. It's it's really fun. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, it's definitely, I think a lot of people were talking about this on, I think it was like on, uh, I forget what, what our news article, but they were saying that this is like Peacock's most binge worthy show. Like people have binged it and enjoyed it, I guess. The only bad thing I will say about this show is that I think it's because it's on Peacock. I don't think it's getting as much, uh, of, of people like watching it. I think if this would have been on a bigger, like streaming platform, which sucks to say, um, I think it would have done a lot like gangbusters, like in numbers. Um, because it's a really good show. It's really really good.
0: Well, I've heard good things like I've actually heard a lot of good word of mouth uh, on Twitter. So I I do kind of want to check it out. Um I've kind of run out of like big things to watch. Like we don't really have like like a weekly show that we're watching right now like other than like the and fiance stuff and the one that I really like is the match Match Me Abroad, <laughs> that show got me with the, some of the characters on there, dude. This guy, sweet guy with the suspenders. I don't know if you've seen the show, but
1: uh, I don't think I've ever heard of it. No, we're watching, we're watching the the other way, ninety day or something like
0: that. Yeah, And it's like that one too. yeah,
1: it's, they we're watching that one right now, and and that one's pretty interesting. My wife is like really into it, so she's been kind of watching it without me sometimes, and she's like, it's getting juicy, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I guess there's some good drama on that one, but I haven't I haven't checked it out.
0: I got to watch one episode of The Bachelorette but I, I was told no commentary <laughs> cuz I always like always You'll say these, something, all yeah. those little quips that I'm like oh, that's good," or like whatever but it it that one seems to have a lot of drama too dude there's this one recurring dude like I just like yeah dude he needs to show up like every episode cuz he always leaves he walks away and then he's like he comes back and then he walks away again <laughs> I don't know um yeah, we went slogging through The Witcher. We still haven't finished The Witcher. We finished um, Hijack, which was really good. I think I talked about that last week, but um, we're going to start season three of Murders in the Building because that's a great show. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see what where it goes. Um, me, like by myself, like when I'm just like doing stuff or like like lunches, sometimes I watch the new um, Futurama. Dude, the new Futurama just picks up. like it's, it's great, dude. It's just still got it. Love that show. Freaking Bender, dude. And then uh, I've been watching season four. I just started watching season four of Yellowstone. For some reason, that's a show that I keep going back to because I love like that that West, like horse, horses, but it's like set in like nowadays. So it's like cowboys and like rivals and stuff like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, dude, but... Um,
1: no, I haven't. I actually been meaning to check it out because I love Western stuff like that. Funny thing, I went back. Oh, I'm sorry, a random little side rant here. But I went back to watch The Quick and the Dead. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Uh it has Leonardo DiCaprio where he's like a baby. Um And uh, I forget the other guy, but he's like, I know if I tell you who he is, you're going to know. He's like an older guy. Um, uh, it's a its a Sam Raimi movie. Uh, is it the you,
0: 1999 it, one or 95 one? Because like, apparently it's been made like three times. Yeah,
1: there's is a 1995 the- one. And uh, it, it's Sharon Stone comes out, Gene Hackman.
0: Leonardo oh, DiCaprio,
1: Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe's uh, in there, wow. Uh, oh, man. There's this other guy, Keith David. Keith David, David. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there's another dude that he's like a sweet, sweet actor. I think it's Tobin Bell, bro. Isn't that the uh, guy that plays- guy from Saw. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's where I, I think, recognize him.
1: Yeah, I think that's the guy. The, yeah, but th- it's, a, it's a pretty cool little cast. I've actually have heard of this movie, but I've never watched it. And, dude, I- I was enjoying it so much. I was doing some like, like you, I think I just kind of like, just put it on while I'm doing something. And I I think I was doing some, I think I was doing, uh, I think I was just checking up on my homework stuff, like kind of checking my grade to see what I needed to do, like in order to improve the grade. I'm like, I was like at a 97 and I want to get like a hundred percent, but I had to just do really well on the test, but I was doing, I was like just researching what I could do while oh, watching that movie and then i got so into it bro i'm all this is a great movie dude uh i miss movies like that so if you're telling me yellowstone is like that it excites me because i know that there's one called the 1882 right it's like uh before that's the, that's the, the prequel before the, prequel. the yellowstone yeah and it's like harrison ford and stuff it looks really good too
0: yeah I tried to watch that one with my wife and then she gave it one episode. She's like, nah, but I'm like, oh, it's a slow burn. It is. I, I, I think the first episode is pretty slow, but um, Yellowstone, I think, is probably the better show, but I'm still curious to go watch the prequel just to see what happens because it's there's like a long, a lot of history and stuff, but now I kind of want to check out this quick in the dead and see how it, that's a, that's a, that's a stacked cast right there. So, says a female gunfighter returns to a frontier where the dueling tournament is being held and she enters in an effort to avenge of her father's death. Hmm? Sam Raimi, dude. Back in back in his prime. Um, I'll put that on my radar. I was gonna say the other than that, dude, I think it's been it's been it's a slow uh movie theater week, right? Although if you haven't it's probably a good week, dude. This is the week they should have announced freaking Mission Impossible, dude. After the Barbenheimer kind of cooled down, this would have been perfect. Like they should have held on to it. Tom Cruise, come on. Um, But yeah, if you guys haven't seen Mission Impossible, <laughs> my wife was listening to one of the previous episodes and she said, You just randomly say, Go watch Mission Impossible, guys, with no context. <laughs> we just keep going. Uh, I'm going to do it again. Go watch it. It's really good. Um, yeah, dude, I know. I know you still haven't watched it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've been, I know, dude. I, you've been talking about it a lot. <laughs> I think I got cut off right there when I was about to speak. But yeah, dude, I, I, I really want to check it out, man. I, that's why I told you. We were texting last yesterday and I know you, you I want I actually want to hear your thoughts on the Meg. You said you want to go see it. But uh, when we we're texting to reschedule the podcast because you, you want to go see that. I'm like, dude, I can't do anything this weekend because like we're busy. It's like we're celebrating another birthday Saturday. And then on on Sunday, I want to go see freaking Mission Impossible. That's why I told you like I can't. Uh, you're gonna go do watch it. It. Yeah, I want to go see it. I really want to go see it. I'm hoping it's still there. I don't even care if it's IMAX anymore. I'm just going to watch it like whatever I can because I don't want to miss it. I really don't want to miss it.
0: Yeah, because they just recently announced that uh, Oppenheimer's getting all the IMAX screens for the next month or so. Like, yeah. they, they secured yeah. it. And it's like, oh, man, like, poor Tom Cruise, bro. That's a really solid action movie. And it, it needs a big screen. I know he filmed like all those stunts in IMAX and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a little sad. But hopefully, maybe there's a time, there's a place that may, it might have. I feel like they could just share it, right? Once, once the kind of dive, but Oppenheimer's doing really well. Um, I wanted to ask you though for the couple movies that are coming out. Are you excited for Gran Turismo at all? Because I know they had an early access showing, I think, this weekend. Are you like excited about that movie or just kind of like, eh, whatever?
1: No, I mean, I'm not like super excited, but I do want to check it out. It's not like, I don't think it's on my like top movies to be like, I cannot wait to watch this, but I do want to watch it. Like, I think. I mean, it's a, it's based on a video game. You know, I love video games, so I kind of want to see what they do. I think I've watched every video game movie, even like the really not so good ones, like Blood Rain, Far Cry, and all those movies. Like, like I've the watched... old Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've watched those movies, and, you know, I it's like, I feel like I have to do my due diligence in order to call myself a movie and a video game <laughs> lover of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I need to watch these. So I, I'm definitely yeah. going to check it out. I mean, I've heard some... Good things about david harbour's character from the early you know uh, uh reviews and stuff but i think the movie kind of falls short so a lot of people are probably gonna like i'm curious to see what people's thoughts are more so than reviewers because it always varies right it never is the same um or at least as of recent right that we've
0: i heard that the was a uh, david Blum camp bloom camp i think this might as, i think that's the director's name but i heard good things about the directing like it feels like Really awesome of the way um, he shoots the, the the racing which i love dude i love a good like heart pounding racing scene um so i'm i'm curious to check it out i wasn't sure if you were curious to check it out but um there's not a whole lot that's going to be coming out in the next couple weeks i know blue beetles uh august 18th and then um grand turismo of course but oh and the strays i kind of want to watch strays that comes out also um august 18th um paw patrol Take your take your daughter to Paw Patrol, <laughs> but the uh, the other t- ones that I wanted to kind of ask you about, bro, Old Boy is gonna be re released uh, in AMC. It's like a remastered, restored version. Um, and then also, Enter the Dragon isn't that a movie that you love? I think you love those Bruce Lee movies. Yeah,
1: I do, I do. But I, I I I'm more excited for Old Boy. I I think I told you, I sent you that. I was like, should we go? Like, I feel like that would be such a good movie to watch like in theaters. Go. We should definitely do it. I don't know when it comes out. I have to check the like the dates, It's
0: August sixteenth. So okay, it's coming up a couple we days. We should definitely pooping.
1: make a day for it, bro. That sounds that sounds like a good time. And we don't have to go anywhere crazy either. We just no, meet at our lo- our local cinemas. You know what I mean. We don't have to go like to freaking <laughs> Universal Studios. You know. Yeah. To check out like the-
0: Dude, I'm I'm really curious when the heck they're gonna uh come out with the new AMC um, um. The intro, bro. I mean, I've been waiting because they're supposed to do a sequel with the Nicole Kidman thing. I'm excited. Dude, the one in Regal. I don't know if you've seen the one in Regal with all the quotes. I don't know if you've gone to Regal recently, but they're, like, there's no. a similar type of uh, Nicole Kidman thing. But it's all like people going to the movies, getting popcorn. And they're coming to sit down. But it's all, everything they say is all a movie quote. And uh, it's so cheesy, bro. <laughs> it's so cheesy. If you should, That's I mean, funny. It's, it's it just not online, the same. But.
1: No, I've no never I, I I'll look it up, but, but go ahead
0: like I don't think anybody enjoys that version of it like whenever they go to the movies they're like oh this again where the versus the nicole Kidman one like people clap people like get excited like,
1: yeah, would we come to this place
0: you know she's all excited. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it just it it works so well because like you know it, it could it has a good balance between it could it it's it could be a meme, but it could also not be a meme because it's so good. You know what I mean? A meme usually is to make fun of something and it has like that, this really good balance of like what she says is makes sense, but it's also so out of like, not out of pocket, but it's so funny the way she says it. Right. Like it's she'll so say, goofy, like yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. Somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's such a funny line, but it's so cool. Like it, it and it works when we're watching the movie. I, I, I hate that we get the one that's cut off now. Like it's like, it's the one where everyone. we don't, we don't get the full version of it, and I'm like, dang it, what the heck? Like I'm the one that like I think me and you will go Shh, or like we'll whistle, and then we start clapping. We are those guys. We're the ones. <laughs> we're the yeah. We're the ones that do it. But yeah, like people follow, so people will start doing it too because they like it. Like it's it's such a it's like a new culture phenomenon, right? For for like the AMC. But I yeah, I've it's never like seen the Regal one, but go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say it's like it's so bad it's good and i in some parts uh, I'm just really curious to see what what the sequel is going to be like how are they going to top this one because it's come become such a thing yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah. I,
1: well, I'm assuming they're gonna it's gonna be similar but it's gonna be having to do with streaming stuff right because I think that was like the big mm. push I think we talked about like I don't know how many episodes ago but it's like they want to do more streaming stuff in the big theaters so um, I hope she's just in a packed
0: time. theater. Like, I hope they learn from the empty theater mistake that, like, there's nobody there. <laughs> there's nobody when you walk in. There's nobody when you sit down.
1: Yeah. It's like. They have to do a big push to, like, like how you said. Sorry for interrupting. Um, they have to do a big push of, like, having a lot of people there and, and getting the ambiance of, like, you want to be here because all these people are here. And you're going to feel that energy when you come watch yeah. this movie. That's, like, what I would think they should do.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that excites me for like opening nights and stuff is like getting that crowd energy. Yeah, but okay, we should we should move on to a couple trailers, bro. Like the speaking of things that are coming to the movie theaters, these two are actually coming to streaming, but maybe they might have a, a release because I I think we we have something to say about those. But um, the first one is um, Vacation Friends Two. Now, if I was a big fan of the first one, Vacation Friends One, and this this had um. Uh, of course, John Cena, um, ah, shoot, I don't have the, the, oh, here I do. Uh, Lirail Howry, I can't say it. the guy that plays Marcus Lil Lil rail Howry. I'm sorry to say your name wrong. Um, and then Yvonne Orji, um, Orji played uh, Emily. And so there's Sean Cena, and then there's also Meredith Hager. Dude, I am butchering uh, these names. Yeah, I, me out I really
1: like the Yvonne Orgy one. <laughs> is it Orgy? Orgy? O- orgy, I would say. O-R-G-I. I honestly don't know. I mean, we're not doing it in any malintent, but I love that, though, the Orgy. <laughs> I hope it is Orgy. That'd be even better. When
0: she but, gets an award. Did
1: yeah, yeah. she gets an award. Uh, Yvonne Orgy. Uh, dude. Great little trailer, dude! It made me excited. I think I was telling you before when we saw a trailer, this is the kind of movie that needs to be in theaters. Like this, these movies are good. They're really hilarious. Like I, I recommend the first one. It's funny. John Cena is like really good, and it just he does so well bouncing off a little Ray uh, Howery. Um, it just it works. Like it just it it works on screen. It's so so funny. Um. I the the trailer looks looks fun. Um, a lot of little funny random things. I think when there's a scene, I was telling you he snorts he snorts something. He thinks it's cocaine, but it's a Steve Buscemi's dead wife, which is the his uh John Cena's it's wife powder. Oh, it's I the guess. it's <laughs> the yeah it's the freaking the the ashes right. The and then later on yeah. the trailer, like like maybe uh, a minute and twenty or something like that. I forgot what I told you, but like you see uh, they he throws a bag of powder. On a plane and it, and it goes, and it and I think it's the mom. <laughs> I, I think Probably. it's it made it even more funnier, bro. I just like I cannot wait to see like what kind of shenanigans they get into. Uh The last one was like really hilarious. Like me and my wife were dying.
0: I think the thing that works really well for me is that Marcus and Emily, the the husband and wife, they play it so straight, right? Like they they're the serious ones, and they're like we like you you know these people that like they they don't want to go like do anything too crazy like they just want to you know they're always like cautious about what the the next move is and then they have ron and kyla which is john cena and meredith like they they are they kind of like just slowly like it's like it'll be a fine it'll be fine like you know they just kind of slowly ease them in and then before you know it like chaos is just ensued and like like they put them in these situations and now they have a baby, bro. Like that, that whole dynamic is going to be great, bro. Oh, The part where she's the, 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 the lady comes up and she's like, I saw this crawling under the table or under our table and it's the baby. She's holding the baby. And John Cena's like, she's crawling now. Like I was like, dude, this is going to be funny, bro. Like <laughs> I I'm, I'm excited for this one. The first one was great, dude. This one, it says it picks up like right after like a couple months after and now the now they're you know they're married marcus and emily are married and then i think there's some sort of like vacation plans but it's also like his birthday but they don't want to tell him and like there's a bunch of stuff that's happening so yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah. i don't honestly it it looks great yeah it does it looks good i don't remember the first one it's been quite some time i don't remember like when that that last one had come out i i kind of want to look i kind of want to look it up but I remember it had been a while because I don't remember the freaking the story overall, bro. Like it came out 2021, one came out, 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. So it's been what now two, three years, something like that. Yeah. And so, I think the
0: story basically is just like, they, they go on vacation and then they, they just have, they stumble across them. Like they just happen to like talk to them and, and they're like, Hey, and then they, they just become like, John Cena instantly stuff, yeah. like, you're my best friend. Like, you know, like they just instantly have that connection and they, they won't go away to a point, right? Like they, they are the friends that you have, to, like they will, they will, there's they're, once you meet them, they're attached. So, so it's, it's funny, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. it's a good,
0: it's that ah, dude, this, the, the, the dynamic is so good. And that I love how this one's like going to be in the Caribbean. So you're going to get that cool flavor. Uh, I think they also go to like Chicago at one point, but that the whole thing with uh, Steve Buscemi, he's, he's probably going to throw a lot of funny like moments. He, he's always great in like the Sandler movies too. So um, speaking of sandler movies oh dude i agree with you real quick before we move on this this should be a theater movie i feel like these type of movies will do really well but it's coming to hulu uh and i'm not sure exactly when the when is it coming august 25th i think august 25th yeah, that is correct and then probably if, you, if for some some um countries it's probably going to be disney plus for some time because they're, they're moving a lot of content on a disney Over plus yeah
1: yeah uh, which
0: we'll talk about in the upcoming topic. But the next one, before we move on to the news topics, uh, this is another Adam Sandler that's coming to Netflix called your, you are so not invited to the Bot mitzvah. Uh, and the summary is 13 um, year old Stacy Friedman, who is actually, I believe uh, Adam Sandler's actual daughter, right? Um, she's preparing for a bot mitzvah. Stacy and her best friend, Linda have always dreamed of having an epic mitzvah. Bat- Bad mitzvah. I think I'm saying that right. However, things start to go awry when a popular boy and a middle school drama um, threaten their friendship and their rite of passage. So, this is also starring Adam Sandler, his wife, and his two daughters, directed by Sammy Cohen. So, dude, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: This one. I expected it to be like just like very comedic like throughout the whole thing, but then it starts it starts to get a little bit more serious towards the more you watch the trailer, and I'm excited, dude. I, I I think I told you this because it's coming to Netflix, right? And I was like, if this is a Netflix Adam Sandler movie, I'm here for it, dude. I love all the Adam Sandler movies he does. Like I'm I watch them all. And I love them all. Ridiculous Sit, Ridiculous Six, freaking. He, uh, Huey, or Hubie's uh, Halloween or whatever. I forget the title of that one, but dude, I oh, yeah. I'm here for it. Definitely, dude. It looks it looks really good. Um, it's, i It's crazy that his daughters, I, I when I told you, because I had seen on Twitter someone had said, oh, it's the daughters of, uh, of uh, what's it called? Um, of Adam Sandler. And I was like, dude, no way. I didn't expect that. And then they look like they're doing pretty darn well. And I mean, they have their dad. His dad knows how to act both like comedic and uh pretty uh you know dramatic when he yeah. has to be which is really neat. You got a good I think it yeah, because it, it shows off, right? Like I, I think I was I have always said this and I think this is pretty true. Um it's harder for a dramatic actor to be a comedian, but it's easier for a comedic actor to be more uh be able to to act in more dramatic films. And we've had so many people do that. Like uh, obviously Adam Sandler, um oh man, there's so many other you
0: know like the beats, right? Like you could kind of know yeah, those yeah. the the beats that you need to go for com- comedy, and it's really easy to translate that to like scary beats or dramatic. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. A Robin Williams, you know, stuff like that. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah, that, one hour photo. That photo booth awesome one always movie. creeps me out.
0: Is that photo yeah. booth? Is that what you say? One, one hour photo.
1: Yeah, one I mean hour well. photo. Yeah, that's a really good movie too. I don't
0: know, uh, but yeah, dude, what do you think? Dude, I, I like the trailer too. it It's this is a family event, bro. For the for the Sandler's, I didn't know. Jackie and Sadie and tell this trailer really like I don't think I'd seen them in anything else. Maybe he had them cameo in yeah, some they, of the. Yeah, they, they do.
1: Yeah, they come on like the Hueys Halloween one. They come out and other movies oh, they're okay. just not together as a family. Like they're not in the movie that, or in the whatever the movie is. They're not a family. And this one they're like they're a family. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean it's cool. Like I think like it's it's great that they're following in their father's footsteps in a way, and like he's kind of mentoring them. Um the the premise looks like fun. I know you're saying it's like it kind of turns a little serious. I think it'll be um kind of along the lines of Net um Adams like wheelhouse type of movies. I think like I think it'll have a lot of fun, fun moments, but then also have a little bit of heart um in there too. Uh I think also Adina Menzel from Frozen series uh, or her popularity, she's she's in there as well. And um yeah, man, I mean it's a Sandler movie. This one, I think, fits perfectly on Netflix. I know we were saying the other one should probably be in theaters. I think this one would... I, I'm not sure. It would be an interesting exper- experiment if they did put it out. Cause
1: no, no. I feel I, like I, Adam's mean, still a
0: name, right? I, yeah,
1: he definitely is, but I I agree. I think these movies work more so for the streaming platform than they do for those kinds of movies. I, I, I'm i not sure what it is, but don't get me wrong. Like He is a household name, and a lot of people know Sandler, but... I don't think that this is like the movies that'll attract them to the big theater, like being like, oh, Adam Sandler's making a movie about his family. You know, you know what I mean? It just feels like it yeah. works for this. What what this is. Um, but maybe it I'm could I could just be know.
0: like selfishly like I like like I feel spoiled when an Adam Sandler movie drops on Netflix for some reason. Like it could just be me. Like if they didn't initially put it on netflix and put it in theater i might be tempted to go like i feel like he still has that star power that if he were to come out with a big movie like a bigger budget uh, that he could do it like i feel like it could pull an audience but
1: oh yeah man definitely i think it just has to do i mean it just has to be a great movie you know what i mean like i i think what what did we get uncut Gems, right he brought uncut yeah. jams remember that girl uncut, uh, Jam. uncut jams that's a throwback um <laughs> but uh you know when that came out that came out in theaters and like people freaking love that movie it was like well received so like i could definitely see him making movies and bringing them out to the, the, the big screen but i think it's like i think uh, if i'm not mistaken i forget when i saw this but he was talking about um he was talking about the the movies and netflix and how he just feels comfortable bringing him to netflix there's like no no like no craziness it's just it's gonna come out and he's he's good to go you know what i mean
0: yeah there's like that security there it almost reminds me of when really um big uh music stars like usher and Katy perry right they go to to um las vegas right they get us they get us permanent gig in las vegas and they don't have to go anywhere right it's all like there's a comfort, right? There's a comfort level of knowing like I have a set show. Like I know I'm going to have an audience. It's all built in. It's like, I can just do my thing and just kind of relax. I feel like he has a similar thing where he knows I can just put out the content and the movies and I don't have to worry about the distribution and the marketing and all that stuff that goes along with putting a movie into a theater. Um, so I mean, it's cool. It's, I like, I was same thing with, um, Zack Snyder, right? Like we're going to get a lot of awesome content because he's got that deal right he's he's already got that locked in deal doesn't worry about the marketing um but on the other hand we might see more of these movies coming into the theaters um because there's a there's a shift going on with the pricing right and we're going to get into the the news topics here um the first one has to do with a lot of these streaming services are raising prices and we're gonna have to maybe start being choosy about which ones like we keep around right and which ones we drop because I think there's a limit bro to how much how much the average person is gonna pay for all these streaming services so the the biggest or the first topic of the news um I think one of the biggest ones that we're that we're thinking is Disney so eight it's been eight months since Disney raised their seven ninety nine pricing to thirteen ninety nine and that was only like eight months ago and now we're getting news that Disney Premium uh, without the ads plan will increase 27 percent from $10 dollars to13 dollars, and then the the, um, uh, the Hulu um, at un, I'm sorry, the Hulu version without the ads is also going up 20 percent from 1499 to 1799. Of course, Disney owns Hulu as well. Okay, Disney owns two-thirds of Hulu, which we'll get into. Um, But yeah, dude, this is another price increase in like, not even the, it's in the same year. And um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people online that are not not excited. Um, I mean, can you uh, expand on this Ernie and give me your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen the same thing. A lot of people aren't liking what's going on. And again, rightfully so. You don't want to keep paying more and more for a service. I think they are doing it slowly, but surely. But this is going to get to a point where it becomes a cable package. And I think we've talked about that. Like, we don't want a cable package. We want it to be different. But if you want your writers and all that to be paid and all that stuff, the SAG, the SAG war or whatever, the freaking um, the strikes or whatever, like they want to be able to make more money off of you and not have to chip away at what they're earning already. Which is like, you know, the, the prices increases are gonna happen. And I think another thing we're gonna talk about with Disney is also they're gonna they're gonna crack down on password sharing, just like Netflix did. What did I say? Right. Yeah, if one of these exactly. one of these services, if if Netflix ha if Netflix does this and y'all are paying for it and you didn't bubble your wallet, everyone else is gonna follow through. Like this is, this isn't just Disney. Disney's just the next one. HBO's gonna do it. Amazon is probably gonna do it. You know what I mean? They're all gonna and it and it sucks. I mean, Amazon probably gonna be a little weird. To be honest with you, but I mean, it's it's definitely gonna happen. And I don't know. I don't know what to well, tell right. you. It's like, go
0: ahead. And then the the password sharing gave Netflix a huge boost. Right, like they got a lot more influx of subscribers as a result. And this, I think this is the first year that Amazon or that Netflix is actually becoming profitable because they were in the red for the longest time, just burning cash, like spending money. But I think uh, a lot of it was contributed to the ad supported tier and the the password sharing thing, like you're saying. And the crazy thing is that um, the oh, sorry, my dog, my dog is is sneezing. I don't know if you guys can hear, maybe. (laughs) But the the other thing is like so so the password sharing is gonna like we already know that the that Netflix had a successful, so Disney Plus is doing this as well. But also the ad model, they're trying to push you down to the to the the um, the the ad version, like with this price hike, because this is increasing the price of the the ones without the ads, right? So it's making it harder to get to the ad version like you have to pay more to get no ads. And so this is going to help push people down to the one the version with the ads and this is where they make more money, right? You pay a a slightly less subscription fee, but then they make a whole bunch of money on the ads that they send you. And this is feeling so much like cable, bro. Like it, this is exactly what happened to cable, right? Because they it feels like they're just trying to get back to where they were because now there's not a lot of people that are subscribed to cable anymore. I think like maybe like a third of America is, still has cable or something like that. I don't know what the numbers are exactly, but like, I, I'm with you, bro. Like this feels very, it feels very weird. Um, and I'm not, I'm not down for it.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's a, we're going back to what we were trying to get away from. And it's is those high package deals of like cable and all that stuff. And I think with cable, um, the thing is we got, so much content with like cable right because we had so many channels for us x amount of numbers and i think with with and this is this is the crazy thing with the streaming which i don't think a lot of people are talking about is that okay we're getting a lot even more content with streaming stuff we are we, more more so than we were when we had cable packages the bad thing chase that no not a lot of people are talking about is what i was trying to get into is that some of that content will be gone and they could take it and you can't do anything about it. If you got Disney plus man, I love watching Cinderella every day. Uh, And then they (laughs) all of a sudden take Cinderella away. Like what the heck happened? My Cinderella, right? You know what I mean? And they can do that. I am sure Disney won't do it to Cinderella, but there's certain things that are on there that not, that they can see that people really don't care to watch and or people or aren't making them that money of streaming like it's not bringing the the uh, the streaming service to the next level of like, oh, I want to watch this. and want to watch this like they'll probably get rid of She-Hulk on there if, if it's not being streamed as much. You know what I mean? And or like and or I mean, no, Andor is doing really well. But you know what I mean? Like uh, like like certain shows that just don't really make the cut to make them money. And now that right. again, you said that they own like two thirds or whatever of Hulu, they're going to bring a lot of that Hulu content over. And again, they're going to cut some of that content. Maybe so, because it's not making them money. And I know you said that with the ad revenue, like I talk, I, we've always talked about this, but they're going to make money off the ads. They're going to make money off of you. And that's even more money in their pockets. So yeah, they're going to push you to the ad version. And I think people will eventually jump ship because it's going to be like cable packaging where when we had cable, we had cable and we felt premium. Yeah, but we still got terrible ads all the time. You know what right. I mean? And it's yeah. just gonna get worse.
0: Dude, I wanted to talk about when you mentioned the um the uh I just lost it. What was the, the thing you were talking about You talking with about the, getting rid of digital stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. So they we already I think we covered this where they already dropped like fifty different shows. Like um Willow. Willow's no no longer on there. I think the last man the last man, something like like fifty different shows already got dropped from from um, their service because they're like, well, it's not making us any money, right? Like nobody's watching these; it's just sitting on our servers, taking up um, resources. And so you're right; like this, this could happen, right? Like, like we could have a show where we love it, but it's not doing them, you know, it's not making them money, and then all of a sudden it drops. But the other thing is, is, um, who or Disney is slowly trying to push um, content onto Hulu, and I think what's happening is that they're wanting to eventually phase out Hulu. Um, and just have one streaming service with, with Disney plus, because, um, like I was saying, they only own two thirds of, of Hulu and the other half, uh, the other third is owned by Comcast and they're going to be taking it. Like they know they're going to be taking a hit pretty soon because in January Comcast has this thing. So because Comcast still owns a third, they have a, um, a thing in their agreement or in their, their contract that says, Uh, it's called a put option. So basically they can sell their third of, if they want to, they can, which I think they're, they're going to, they can sell it to um, Disney. um, And they basically have, Disney is forced to buy it because they already have the two thirds. Like it's part of this, this agreement where um, they're basically forcing Disney to buy that one third. And it came out recently that the estimation for that third was twenty seven point five billion dollars, and that was just that was back in like two thousand nineteen so they're gonna do they're gonna bring in a third party and do a new estimate that this all has to happen before January but supposedly like when they were seeing the values of what like how much money um um comcast was set to make they they're gonna make some anywhere from an uprange of $9 billion to to whatever else is estimated. So like they're Disney's going to have to shell out a whole bunch of money to buy this because of the way the agreement is, is arranged. And of course they want it, right? Like they want to be able to have full control of their content. But that means their price tag like, is they're going to be paying a lot of out-of-pocket just to get this content. So they're going to push this onto the consumer, right? They're going to be like, we have to get that money back somehow. So the the best way to do that is raise the prices, raise the, uh, this is, this is, they know that, oh yeah, we should get into that later. Um, but they know that basically what's going to happen is that they're gonna, they're going to have to put out more, it's going to become like a, like Netflix, where right? They have that struggle of, we need the quality content to keep people on. Otherwise they're just going to drop. And at the same time, they still want to raise those prices so they can make their money back. So it's like this weird. And then I also, I don't know if you heard this or any, but I heard the rumor that um bobby Iger is, is positioning to per se- potentially sell it and i don't know about that but some people are saying yeah. like dude i apple I heard, might buy yeah. buy disney that's yeah. crazy what and, do you think th- about that
1: yeah no that's a crazy rumor and and uh, apparently like it's a pretty uh substantial rumor like it's backed up by uh, like many claims and i think a lot of like sort of um uh just uh, uh, like rumors from certain like higher ups that like it makes sense that it should happen or something like that um but the the crazy thing is like it won't happen until a few years from now it's not gonna happen like next year or this year i think i think it'll happen like in a like maybe five or three years something like that and eventually they could definitely buy it which would be the best choice if disney is like right now i don't know how they are i don't know how they're losing money i don't know the financials but if they're hemorrhaging <laughs> you know what i mean like they're bleeding oh, they out money yeah because of all these cordial. movies right like the little mermaid didn't do its money back i don't think um the haunted mansion uh, mm. uh what else i forget what else they drop but there's other. man it was yeah, yeah man it was no kind of, of, was a was. of a big of a flop i mean it wasn't I know people when you say flop people are like you just hate it or whatever no it's like it didn't make its money back like you guys got to understand that f- financially that's what they care about the finances that's what they care about they don't care that Paul Rudd dropped the greatest acting movie in the world if it didn't <laughs> do well in in terms of like how much money it brought them they don't care right you know what yeah. i mean like you could lo- like i love man of steel i love man of steel we're not getting a sequel it's because the movie didn't do as crazy as it could have had. You know what I mean? It's just that's how it is. Yeah. Even if I watched it five times in theaters, it wasn't going to make the money back. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just they're not making the money that they could have. And I think it just makes sense for them to try to sell. I know Bobby I is back and he's trying to, he's trying to like, he's trying to fix things, dude. He really is. I mean, it seems as though, obviously, you but know. D- Go ahead.
0: But doesn't it make sense though, bro, that the, the, why they're dry, they're dropping certain shows, why they're trying to push everything onto to Disney plus, like they're trying to, in the next couple of years, position Disney as this pretty package to be bought. That's yeah. what it feels like, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Well, oh, we cleaned up all the, all the, everything's trimmed up and nice. And it's like in this little bow, like here's, here's what can be, you know, can be yours. It yeah, makes it yeah, really attractive for the buyer.
1: And here's another thing that we don't even think about right now. I know we're getting the writer's strike. I know that sucks. I know, uh, uh, you know, people are against it. People aren't against it. It's like a whole thing right now. But another thing is like the money that they're not, I'm not saying wasting, but the money that they're not giving to writers right now looks good on paper. So uh, sure. I only have this perspective from restaurants, right? I worked at a restaurant and they were trying to sell. And what they did was they would cut hours from certain people that be- and, and they would still make X amount of money. Obviously, the workers would have to work a little more, but they would make a certain amount of money and they would be able to put this on paper and be like, this month, this makes a lot of money. And look how much money we save because we don't have as many workers. You know what I mean? And it looks good mm, on paper. Right. I think with Disney doing that, like you said, having this such a nice package and Apple's like all enticed. What's the guy, the main dude right now? Tim. What's his name? Tim Cook. Or Tim what? Cook. Yeah. Tim Cook. With his, and he's probably wearing a little turtleneck like Steve Jobs. We don't know. And he has little <laughs> hands like Mr. Burns. And he's like, man, this <laughs> this looks good. This looks good. We have Ted Lasso over here. Why not bring over Little Mermaid with Haley? whatever her name is you know what i mean Hallie like bailey you know, <laughs> yeah. Bailey. you know what i mean like it could definitely happen i, I it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because the streaming services we have now aren't gonna be the streaming services we have in like five years it's not it's mm. gonna be so different and this is it's it's crazy and ai is gonna make it even crazier
0: that's true that's true I'll re- before we get into ai though wh- what do you think about Apple buying Disney, you think it would be a good thing or you think it'd be like, no, we should keep them separate companies.
1: I think uh, it's, I mean, uh, it's hard because like, to me, it sounds like a good deal, right? As a consumer, I'm already an Apple consumer, right? I use everything that is Apple mostly besides my PC. Um, I have the Mac mini too, but you know, like I'm a primarily Apple user. So getting content from both things in one location would be awesome. It's optimal, right? But it also yeah. kind of scares me and puts me in a in a position where I get worried because if we do get Apple, it's going to be a new Apple Disney. You know what I mean? And whatever Apple, I'm not saying Apple does anything different, but like whatever Apple does in terms of the way they handle their business is going to rub onto the Disney. So we're not going to get like a certain type of Disney that we've primarily been getting and, or maybe we might get an even better Disney but, like, that's the thing. That's what worries me is, like, how are they going to handle the Disney that we have? Because they have the the Star Wars IP. They have the Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? What if, like, Apple sees it and they're like, you know what? We're done with Marvel right now. We just, we need to put it on, on a hiatus. And that's probably a great thing. But maybe some people are going to be like, dang, no, dude, I, mean, I want She-Hulk season two. <laughs> or maybe they take yeah, it they're- and they're like, dude, we saw something good in She-Hulk. Let's make a season two, but better. And bam, we got, we got the Ted Lasso writers on that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, to Apple's credit,
0: they, they have done a good job of, of putting out quality content on their Apple TV plus like so far, I it's agree. been pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, I agree. Um, But I think the thing that scares me is that it, at the end of the day, Apple is still a tech company. And if they were to buy this huge property that has so many other umbrella corporations inside of it with the the marvel the the star wars the national geographic like even all the all the fox stuff that they own as well like it there's so much stuff that it, i feel like the corporation will take over to a point and they'll be like okay we need to think about this from a business mindset versus a good storytelling mindset i that's my fear i think that's kind of why we didn't like um bobby chapek right like cuz chapek was doing things that would push the bottom line of the dollar not so much like make sure these are like good storytelling like stories and yeah, i think yeah. that's what scares me but but again to apple's credit like so far they've done a great job with the apple tv plus like the ones that they've picked to put on their service that's been good so maybe maybe we'll get a lot more
1: better like maybe content. They'll drop, better content yeah, yeah
0: maybe they'll be a little more pick and choosy right like about the content that gets put out
1: i mean yeah i mean that's the thing is like I, we can't fault apple right with a lot of things i mean in terms of their the way they handle business obviously their business is booming. And like the way they drop cellular devices and or software updates that we receive is in such weird increments that makes us want more. Like they're able to market it so well, where it's not, it's not that you want this is that you need this. And I think if they market (laughs) the content like that, I think it works. Right. And I I hearken this back to something that I think me and you both will agree on this. The iMessage blue, the blue iMessage, right? Right. Most people are on Apple because of that. When someone sends you a green text, you're like, oh, like, man, <laughs> what the like, heck? Why aren't you, well, on, the why aren't blue you on this blue? Yeah. You <laughs> know what I mean? And it's not that you want it, it's that you need it. Right. It's like a weird thing that they, they do business wise. And it's interesting.
0: Yeah. They are brilliant marketing. Uh, marketers and I think you're right like imagine like a like a Star Wars movie being marketed like like the next like the next iPhone or like how iPhones are, are usually marketed like all these like like you're gonna get this and you're gonna get this like I would I mean I feel like that's that's what a lot of productions need is like they need that exposure and they need like they, they're really good at breaking down why this is gonna be an awesome show or why this is gonna be an awesome product right exactly so maybe and then that's it like- could
1: be it could be good. Yeah, no, that's, that's the thing. It's like I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily like make it look like they're a bad company because they're not. You know what I mean? It just There are things that you're worried that they're going to handle incorrectly because, they, like you said, they're a tech company. I think they would need someone that isn't Tim Cook to run this side of the business, kind of like PlayStation, right? PlayStation has PlayStation games, and then they have now the studio version of like the movie stuff, whoever's handling the movie stuff. Or the IP for the games, you know, to be into TV shows and movies. And uh, so, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be this balance because he can't oversee everything. That's just way too much things. But, dude, I want to get into this part. uh, You know, I wanted to get into the, you know, we're talking Disney here. And we're talking about the AI, right? And now Walt Disney had to, like, I want to get into the story. They established a task force to explore the application of artificial intelligence across their businesses. And so they gathered a group of people that they want to have to apply for this. And and they've posted like 11 job openings that relate to learning AI and that machine, right? So, so they can basically spawn different divisions within the company that'll include like their studios, their theme parks, their advertising, and a lot of things that are driving basically things to, to 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 for you to be interested in Disney. Um and I think this is also going to like uh uh this is all going to also like take place in like I said like in their the theme parks. So they're going to they're going to add AI to like their customer support in their park businesses and just basically try to implement more more uh more AI stuff into their whole company thing. And I like this goes back to what I said, right? They're going to pay 10 people to do AI jobs where in reality, if it was no AI person, this would have taken 20, you know what I mean? Eh, To, Mm. to handle this whole thing. And so they're saving money, dude. This is what we're talking about. That, that package deal. Right. I don't know, man. What what are your thoughts on That, that?
0: That's true. I mean, AI is like here to stay. Like there's no, there's no doubt or no, um, like they, they need to, think about this like because it's all over right like everybody's taking ai um and thinking how they can apply it to their business because it does it's it's a tool that is very beneficial to helping you get stuff done faster especially like the minutiae stuff like stuff that like summarize this document right it's really good about that sort of thing so you're right if they can uh hire people that are really good at prompting and things that that will help them um talk with the ai and get get good outputs like that that will replace a lot of people that used to do this type of work by hand. And it does look better for the bottom line. It does look, um, it's it's crazy that how quickly this technology has been taken seriously by all the big companies. And it, they're, I mean, this is like the next step, right? They want to integrate it into their task force. Of course, the things that nobody wants as far as the actors and the writers, right? That we don't want AI taking over for, shows and like replacing good ideas and creative writing. Cause I feel like AI is really good at finding patterns and coming up with things that are um trends and like data. Like that's that's where it's strong. But I feel like you still need uh writers to go in and craft like and perfect and polish. Like that's still stuff that I don't think um at least as of now it might might change, right? It might everything might take over from AI, but it's just seems like that inevitable step, right? This is the next step um, into, and I, I I agree with you. I think this also does help the bottom line and also does help package this product to position it to sell if it was, but man, dude, so crazy to think about. I feel like if they do, like if Apple does one thing, I think I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about like if Apple were to buy it, because you did kind of spark, like at first I was like, Against the idea, and then you kind of talked me into it. And now I'm kind of like curious. Yeah, I, I should work wonderful- for
1: Apple. I'm just kidding.
0: You should work for. <laughs> I was gonna say the thing that does kind of make me hopeful is that if Apple were to buy it, there's gonna be a lot of merging. There's gonna be a lot of trimming of um, duplicate things, right? Like because they they have their own customer support, their own infrastructures oh, yeah. already set up. So you might see like a lot of the people that we think are making bad choices might get cut like the kathleen kennedy's i know she gets a lot of flack for the star wars um so they might keep like just the people and fire a bunch of people that we don't like we think are hurting the brand to begin with that's kind of hopeful because i don't think a lot of them have their hooks in so deep with the disney brand that they're not going to leave but imagine if we just kept Dave filoni and kevin feige and they were the ones running like that has potential to be awesome yeah it definitely does
1: yeah yeah it's like i don't know it's kind of like trimming the fat and also like we have a George, right? Like in, in like, yeah, I don't know if you ever seen Seinfeld where they have like this bizarro Seinfeld where it's like they have uh, the same people, but it's a different group of people that Elaine is hanging out with. But they're the same kind of like they have the same know, George, George Costanza yeah, yeah. person. So like they could be like, we already have a sci-fi group over here. Like we don't need your, your Star Wars people or, you know, like that. So I get that. that that that. That does seem enticing. But again, will they handle it correctly? Like we don't know. Yeah. Like there's things that Disney does better than Apple and there's things that Apple does better than Disney. Um uh, You know, the last thing I'll say about the AI, which is something that I've been thinking about, right? I know you were saying a lot of businesses are implementing this and yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think the people who do Excel sheets, Excel spreadsheets, I think people that do a lot of those jobs that takes them an hour to do at home or they working at home and they're doing like an hour of work. And then the rest of the seven hours of their eight hour shift, they do nothing but answer phone calls. If something happens, that's going to get taken away by AI easily. Right. It's like, right. It's so not mindless, but it's like, you don't need a regular person to handle these things. Like to to do shipping orders or stuff like that. It it's gonna it it's so wild, bro. Like I genuinely like I don't know how people don't like aren't thinking of like how I'm gonna lose my job, <laughs> like by an AI. Because it, it yeah. right am, am I am I wrong right in, in saying that like like those 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 people that do that like. It's well, just, no, I
0: was. It- It's just funny when you're describing it. It's like the people that look at spreadsheets and answer phone calls. I'm like, those are all like the CEOs and the, 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 the vice presidents of the companies that have like those cushy jobs. I'm like, those guys don't. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. But those are the people that probably will be replaced. And that's an extra, whatever the heck. And, or the managers of a, like of a small business that does shipping for something. And like, dude, trust me, they're not the only ones that have cushy jobs. Just because they're on the top, there's some people that have cushy jobs that are on the bottom that don't really do anything. They're just uh, so-called sure. managers of this one particular thing. I'm sure they do more. I mean, obviously, I don't want to pretend to know that I know all their job, but like that will be eventually kind of get, get, you know, kind of gets uh, uh, downsized when AI does take over. Like, well, you know, we have a program that we pay this uh, person X amount of dollars that could do your job. Man, you don't get a vacation they keep working (laughs) you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean that's that's it's gonna change right the whole dynamics are gonna change like what what becomes valuable right because a lot of things can be automated now and a lot faster get that output faster so this is like a a shifting time it's interesting like i i'm curious how it's all gonna shake out for like the film industry because i know like they're you know they are having the the talks with the writers um, and the and the, the actors, and I know uh, we're going to get into like visual effects too. Like I know like that's a lot of stuff is happening with the the AI and the visual side of it. So I'm super curious, bro. Yeah, Do, I mean we want- won't
1: we won't get too into the visual effects because it was just a little thing about them. You know, like you said, there was a thing about the uh, you know the AI kind of taking over, and they're just they're 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 trying to unit union unionize in order for them to do uh, you know, uh, a strike, right? Because they don't want to lose their job because like, again, AI could probably do their job. And the one I wanted to get into, which kind of pertained to all the stuff we've been talking about, was the thing I saw with like Warner, Bro- Warner Brothers Discovery that they reported that they saved like about $100 million in their second quarter earnings that resulted because of the strike, uh, uh, the Hollywood strike, because they weren't paying the writers anything and and it basically was allowing them to send her to, to, to for the strikes to be centered on the issues such as a pay raise and residuals for the streaming content and all that and to how they were going to use it in the ai of entertainment and this basically proves that like that they save money not giving the writers what they were owed i i, I don't know man i just there's more to that so Sweet. Wait, what is this now?
0: So the they're reporting that they're saving over 100 million in this in quarters the second quarter due to what's going on in the writer's strike. So oh, I see. So
1: Yeah, so they're not paying anyone. All they're doing is saving that money. And I I don't know if it's a good thing, but the way they made it seem is like obviously they just saved a whole ton of money and
0: cuz they don't have to
1: pay, pay these people cuz yeah. they're all
0: a strike. Uh 100 million, that's crazy. But I mean it should be more, right? Like I think that's that's the point of the writer's strike is that they're still not getting their fair due.
1: No, 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 no. That that I mean that it in itself is something different. This is what brother Warner Brothers is telling you that they're saving while uh, they're having the strike because they aren't paying those people. Like you're that are they're striking.
0: boosting that bottom. Yeah, line. Yeah, they're
1: boosting that bottom line. So like if they, like again like it's a pretty good looking package that Warner Brothers is making this amount of money and saving this money because the writers. Obviously, who knows in the future because they don't have any writers, they won't have any content that's coming out, right? Or, and, or actors, yeah. you know, like it doesn't. It doesn't yeah, I feel out.
0: like the 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 companies are going to end up either utilizing these, these AI tools, but they're also going to have to end up paying the people that they do hire more, which I think is a good thing because I feel like, like we're saying, like the content lately has been suffering. And I think even <laughs> getting into the meg, bro, like I, I heard people talking about, how the Meg was the first AI generated uh, movie? Yeah, when
1: you texted me that, I was like, "No way! Is it? Was it
0: really?" Because the writing is so bad, dude. The writing is is it, it's it felt it feels like they took, uh, like they're like, "Hey, make a shark movie." Like they just typed it into like chat, like GPT, and was like, "Make a shark movie and have it reference a lot of." other action movies and like give it those beats and like it just came up with like a mishmash like it feels like like several movies packed into one movie and like I could see I don't like I could see companies doing this right like thinking oh I don't have to pay a writer anymore I can just type this in and I can be my own writer and no bro like no like I this is why I feel like these strikes are so important is because I don't want to live in a world where AI is coming up with ideas. I don't want to live in a world where we get Meg 3 like
1: this. (laughs) Just kidding. I like
0: I like that's this is it. Like this is the last Meg I want to watch. Like it's it's just it's just sad, bro. Like the the first one was so good and it's so campy.
1: Yeah, was okay, was the writing for the first one that darn good that you were like, dang,
0: I'm so No, but it's a solid B like I love the first Meg. It's such a solid B movie. And like it's not it's not Shakespeare it's not something to write home about but like I would recommend you like if you have you seen it have you ever no no I've only
1: seen a little bit of it but I've never watched the like the full movie so
0: the first Meg is like a fun like campy like it knows what it is and like I I, when you watch the trailer for the Meg 2 it seems like it's gonna be even more crazy like it's building off of that it's like oh now we have more sharks and more like you know different animals that are gonna be after it and you don't get any of the payoff that you're hoping for it's so disappointing and it it focuses on the wrong things i don't know Mo. i i don't i i would say stick to the Meg one um but i dude i know you didn't want to touch on the the bfx artist um but i, no, I had so it. much yeah, to go say for it. I had so much to say you get out of here go for um it. the the VFX crews at marvel studios have voted to un- unionize from iotzi i think is the is the union um, that they announced it on Monday and the press um, release said that a super majority of the Marvel um, crew have signed the authorization authorization card to indicate that they wish to be represented by the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, which is IOTC. I- that's the, that's the, that's the union. But the reason why I think this is important is because like we were talking about a couple episodes back, how v- VFX, like it's not just like Disney has a VFX crew, right? They always like, lease it out to groups, right? Like different VFX studios have to put in bids in order to get the business, right? So the way it's always been done in the past is Disney or whoever has this movie they need visual effects for, and they put out uh, a post saying, hey, we need you know 30 shots of visual effects, and then different, different um, B- visual effects studios will send in bids. They'll say, okay, we can do all this for you know, $30 million and it'll take three months and that's it. Right. And then it, you usually have to, you don't want to, if you're a visual effects studio, you don't want to bid too high because then you're not going to get the business and you don't, you know, so you're trying to like give them the best deal and also trying to give them a good time frame, and whatever. But as soon as they get that bid, it's locked in. This is the, this is the problem. I think this is why it's a great that there's going to be a union, right? Because, if I'm the visual effects art company and I said, I'm going to have all these visual effects done by this deadline. Like I have to stick to that deadline no matter what, if the studio comes back and says, Oh, you know, we reshot shot a couple things. We changed some stuff in the script. We're going to do this instead of that. Like none of that affects the, the, like the bid, right? They said 30 million. That's all they're going to get. Like there's no, and there's, you know, there's no other like renegotiations. It's like, we've already come up with this you know, set price. And that's, that's all we're going to get. So like what they've done for like spider bursts and stuff like that, it's, it's gotten really um, out of hand because the, there's no limits on how many hours of visual effects people are allowed to work. There's no like regulations on like, you know, how much there's how hard they're supposed to push them. So what the union, the reason why I think this union is great is because they'll, they will basically have to put in, restrictions and things that will benefit the visual effects artists like a lot. So like things like you can't work more than 14 hours or 12 hours in a day, like you have to pay them for overtime. Like these are things that will, because everyone's part of that union, it will all, all be baked into the contracts now. So everyone, so, so you don't have that fear of like, Oh, if I put in these stipulations, they're not going to go with my visual effects studio because you know, I added these extra things that's going to cost them more money. Right. So if everyone's part of that union, everyone's going to get those like, you know, fair, like fair, like wages over time. If there's extra shoots, like it's going to cost you more money. Like that's all baked in. And I think that's a really good thing for the visual effects. I know we kind of went on a a, a rampage on that one, but I think it's good. I think it's going to end up costing the studios more money, but I think the treatment of them, it's going to be a lot better in the long run. So,
1: yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. I've, I've, I don't really know much about unions myself. personally. I don't, we've never been part of a union. I've only known people or friends that have told me about unions and that they're cool and they work really well. But the, some of the problem is that a lot of the older guys or old, like people that are in that will never do more. They don't do more or less of their work. So, they won't ever go above and beyond. It's just like they'll do what needs to be done, and they're done. Do you know what I mean? And I think that mm. I think that's the only complaint I've ever heard of a union. Again, I don't know much about one, so I won't get too into it. But it sounds like a cool thing. I mean, I, I mean, the more the more people feel happier with their job, I think the better content and quality of things will get. So, um, yeah, dude. The
0: one of the crazy um, statistics I heard was that the the life of pi there was a there was a vfx um, studio called rhythm and Hughes, and they did all the visual effects for life of pi they did the same thing right they sent in a bid for x amount of money and there was just so much i mean the visual effects were awesome right they won academy award for it but the way the way the 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 thing the way the bids are structured now, they ended up going out of business because they couldn't make their money back. Cause the, the way it's set up now, they they just don't have like imagine like you're an Academy Award winning studio, a visual effects studio, and you can't stay open because you're not being able to pay your workers like fair wages and they're working like crazy hours and like so I feel like it this'll this'll just be good, I think, overall. Um and uh help with the treatment, but it's crazy, bro. Like I I I'm surprised that we've heard these things from like Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which was such a great movie. And like, just to think of like how much like pain and turmoil <laughs> went into making that movie. And they were like, Oh yeah, the next one's going to come out in eight months. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so I think this is good. I think this goes along with the writers and the actors, like things are changing, bro. Things are being shook, sh- shooken up. Um, all right. So the last topic before uh, we wrap this up, the, the, there's a, there's speaking of change there's a lot of uh rumblings going on in AMC right now and uh despite the bump that we got for like barbenheimer um and like even like you know some of the summer movies like it's it's definitely gotten a lot better the movie theater experience but AMC is still reporting that despite the uh, the encouraging second quarter they're still now facing a potential bankruptcy um risk um, if the legal battle to convert AMC's um, uh, equity units to common stock fails, so this is a little uh, in the weeds, but basically, remember the remember the AMC like meme stock, how it became like this thing. So they got a bump from that, they got some money, and then I think they ended up getting like um, funding. But they're saying basically that the company's gonna gonna run out of money in about like six to nine months. And I don't know, bro. Like, I don't, uh, should they just sell it to Amazon? Like, do you think this, uh, this warrants, like, should they try and get more, more money out of it? They're basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to convert their equity units into stocks. So that will help boost. Um, But it's, but a lot of it has, has to do is if if the writers if the labor strike in Hollywood continues, like this, this is kind of affecting them as well. Um, because there's not going to be as many movies coming out.
1: Yeah, and I think we were talking um, about this uh, maybe a few episodes before. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, bro. Is like we'd have to we'd have to ask like who's this who is who's this for? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, this company is a big conglomerate, but you know, having asked for more money than they already had because they had such a big debt, right? When COVID had happened, they asked for money because they had just re not rebranded but in a way they did but they put new seatings and all the theaters they, they're upgrading everything. they upgraded everything yeah. and so they lost a lot of money when COVID happened and you know sadly you know all this happening kind of again we've talked about this before it's kind of like we're being a dead horse but you know it seems as though the theaters are going down and it's going to be a niche and not everyone's going to go to the movie theaters I know like Barbenheimer, and, and all those movies did really well but like and and that that's awesome. I'm glad. You know, again, I don't hate any movie. If it does well, it does well. But like, is that gonna is that gonna keep these movie theaters open, right, in the future? Because we're not always gonna get a Barbenheimer. Like that is one in a million. Yeah, that was a rare. That's thing. a rare yeah. thing. That both movies, one did five hundred million Bar uh, Oppenheimer, and then the other did a billion or whatever some uh, uh, Barbie, right? And and like you don't get that anymore. Like that's just not a thing. So if that continues to happen, yeah, definitely, you know, like, you know, save them money. But it's still like, I, I don't know. I think they're, I think the big thing is going to be someone purchasing these movie theaters and keeping them open. I don't think they could just keep lending them money.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like the like the CEO had several chances at, to to like write the ship. And I feel like he's not writing the ship. Like, I don't know if it's like the choices he was making. It's not, not good business choices or what, but like you had that big old influx of what was it like, uh, uh I think it was uh, 643 million or something in liquidity. Like you had a, you had a big push in, in, um, somebody like, you know, funding. and Now we're back to like, Oh, we're going to run out of money in six months. It's like, well, why aren't you putting things in place to like, keep like, I mean, I'm not saying, uh, change a list. Like I love a list. Like, I feel like that's something that I, I am grateful for it because it's such a good deal. Like I love going to movies like every week and like seeing stuff. And honestly, if you don't have a list, it's like probably like the best value for anyone who loves movies. Like if you're going to see a couple movies a month, it's pays for itself. Um, But they need to do something. And I'm fine with like, I'm still, I'm still going back and forth. Like if it should be sold, like who would buy it? And I'm really curious to see like, if somebody like Amazon were to buy it, um what would happen and like i'm i'm not thinking movies are gonna go like movie theaters are not gonna go away i don't think i think that's just we're, we're gonna have a shift in how movie theaters make money and i don't know if it's gonna be tied to a streaming service eventually like one of the big corporations is gonna buy them it's interesting bro i don't know i just i wanted to bring it to the attention because it's it's another thing where it's like well i i personally love amc like going to Going to the theater. I think the recliners are awesome. I think the food is better. You know, I, I just have a better time at AMC's usually. Uh Regal for some reason like hates putting in recliner seats. Or like, it's like, give us the good stuff. Like, what's going on here? Like we've gotten so used to it. Um, but yeah, something to keep aware of. Like, uh I'd be curious to hear your guys' thoughts actually. If if you had any sort of thoughts, like, would you want AMC to to to, to be sold? Or would you want them to have another influx, like get another grant or loan or infusion of money and um I don't know I'm very curious but I do know there's still a craving to go to the theater because by, I think Barbenheimer proved how how much fun people are having in the theaters when it's a good quality content
1: agreed man I know that's that's the thing It's like it proves that good writing and good movies are out there but it's like again we don't always get that you know what I mean it's like yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing it's like one in a million for as of now right hopefully we get more but uh we have come to the conclusion of the episode uh jace now um as always i would like to thank the audience for tuning in every week when we drop an episode we appreciate it and we appreciate you please follow us on twitter or actually x at watch closely pod <laughs> And on Instagram at Watch Closely Pod there, Jason and I will be communicating with the with the audience and, uh, you know, whatever you guys, if you want to talk about Barbenheimer, if you want to talk about AMC and how you feel about your stock dropping. And or if you feel <laughs> that the theaters are not dying, we would love to know, like we'd love to hear. Again, we aren't, I don't or Jason have any horse in the race, as they say, like we don't care if it does stay open or if it does. We primarily want it to stay open. We love the experience like we talked about. But we have no, like, we're not, we don't want it to go either way. Like, we don't really, it doesn't bother us. But we would love for it to stay I open, think, right?
0: Yeah, we definitely love discussing it, right? It's very, it's a, it's a topic we love following. And we'd love to hear from you guys as well. Like, if you have thoughts or, like, opinions. Maybe you want it to be rebranded as Elon's AMC. just called Z or something. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but Yeah, thank you guys for joining us this week. Um Ernie I, ha- I had a couple things I wanted to just run by you real quick because I selfishly wanted to tell you um, I was watching um I was listening to reviews of Man of Steel and somebody said why not because I uh, dude I love Man of Steel and I know you love Man of Steel but that ending scene where he like spoiler guys like was when Zod and he snaps Zod's neck and uh people were like he's a man of steel couldn't you just covered his
1: eyes <laughs> i was like that's so true (laughs) i mean i mean i mean yeah but he you guys gotta think i mean again i whatever it doesn't matter i always think about it because i've seen this as well is that he's turning his head by the time he covers his eyes depending on how fast they're moving he's probably gonna kill one of them you know what i mean it's like it's like a gun it's like a gun that's being shot Right. Like it's like he could stop the gun bullet, yeah, but yeah. if he's it's already shooting, <laughs> it's probably going to hit someone. You never know. I mean, he's pretty quick. He's, he's flash quick. So I don't know. I don't know. But I love that. <laughs> I that was no, 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 you're fine. I love that he snaps his neck, to be honest with you guys, like because it brought a different depth to a Superman that we don't really get because it hurts him. Like you see, he doesn't want to take this life like he's like, no, yeah. no, like he's like he's like begging him to stop and it it adds this dimension to this character that we wouldn't have gotten if he didn't go that far. Right. Because at the end of the day, he's no better. He's trying to be better than these alien, like people that don't care for life, but he, that this is the only way he can protect his world as how I imagined it, how I saw it. Um, I love the movie. So, I mean, whatever, but yeah,
0: I mean, some people were even saying like you know what if he had just jumped or like you know flown off like it doesn't solve the problem right like he's still he's confronted still with gonna, that yeah, issue he's still gonna hurt people so, like right? yeah he would have had to have some sort of right yeah i think it, it ultimately led up to this point and um yeah i agree i just thought <laughs> it was so funny he's like why does he just cover his eyes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I no, like, that's a good
1: one dude yeah definitely um, it's, it's there's a lot of things he could have done like you know what i mean yeah
0: The other thing, just real quick before we go, uh, I was reading into more of the Barbie movie because that ending, I was so confused by the ending and um, I saw a lot of people doing reviews and somebody wrote like this, it was like called like the definitive explanation of Barbie and it like broke down everything. And I I feel like I have a better appreciation. I kind of want to watch it again now that I I read through it. But um, the initial, my initial confusion was cleared up a little bit. Like I didn't, it didn't click for me. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. But some things didn't click for me. I guess it kind of didn't, it didn't catch me when I've initially watched it. And so now I'm like, oh, okay, I think it's making more sense. I need to go back and watch. I feel like you I should. Need, I mean, I watched
1: like, it twice and I, I still didn't like certain points. Oh yeah. Porn th- yeah I, was, I, I, I told you in the review, I saw it twice before I watched it again, before we talked about the review, but there were still parts of the movie that I just didn't care for. But other than that, the movie's great. Like, it's good. I mean, you guys should definitely check it out. I, I, again it's not for everyone and i think a lot of people are like in that in between of like oh it's getting so many great reviews and all this stuff but i think primarily people think that it's because it's like being against men but it's really not it's just kind of being against dumb men <laughs> you know what i mean i think that's not everyone is that stupid or not everyone is that yeah, ken, yeah, yeah. but we we all have a little ken in us i guess is what <laughs> this is what the, the full point of the movie is but other than
0: that, people are saying, uh, uh, like when you say I, I am Knuff, they, they had a, a version for Alan. It's like, I, I'm only, or I'm, all, I have to look it up, but people are saying you're either a cannery or an Alan. And I was like, oh, imagine if they made like an Alan spinoff.
1: They should. Alan is but awesome. We
0: can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it another, another time. But thank you guys again for joining us, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a great week. If you guys stick around to the end, you are guys are the true fans. That's all. Ernie, have a good. Thank you as well. weekend as well. We'll see you. We'll I'll see you, see you, see you soon. soon. all right guys. Bye.